Do you enjoy our podcast and the guests we bring you? Since 2019, Matt and his team have done their very best to give you amazing shows each week. If you feel like our show has helped you to be a better investigator, or maybe even inspired you to become an investigator, please let us know. We're looking for testimonials. Drop Matt an email with a recorded 20 to 30 seconds of you talking about this podcast. You can also email him something verbal about the website. His email is matthews at satellitepi.com. And if you really feel blessed for having this content, consider supporting Matt and our show by joining Investigators Toolbox. You really have to see version 2.0. And at just 49 cents a day, it's a no-brainer. Now let's jump in to this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. Matt welcomes back Eric Devan from Devan and Associates. Eric's an expert on using drones for investigations, and the guys chat about some use cases. Eric's also part of the IntelliNet Conference Committee for 2023. This year, the event takes place in Orlando, Florida, from March 26th through March 28th. Want to know if you should add drone services to your investigator's toolbox? See what I did there? You're going to love this episode. Please welcome Eric Devan and your host, New York private investigator, Matt Spare. And welcome everyone to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Spare, your host. Uh, today, I am uh, happy to welcome back a former guest, but uh, somebody we haven't talked to in a while. Uh, Eric Devan, I want to welcome you back to the program. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me, man. It's yeah. a pleasure. Yeah, great to have you. So you and I met a couple of years ago down in North Carolina, I think, uh, or South Carolina. I'm sorry, South Carolina uh, at um, a conference from Myrtle Beach. Uh, you were one of the the speakers there. Um, you were talking about accident site photography. And, uh, you know, it, it was a great presentation, man. And uh, I think the last time we uh, chatted, we were talking about doing witness statements um out out in the uh you know going out there and, and getting statements done but uh what have you been doing since the last time i talked to you and I, i've been really since that conference i've been really busy with um with uh taking drone images and uh, um and video mm-hmm. uh I, I have to say up front that um uh it is very difficult to pass that faa exam and i i do teach a a prep course because I took a prep course and uh, it was a weekend long prep course. And I thought that the prep course was difficult, but the the presentation style and the the questions and answers during the the, um, uh, classroom sessions, Mm -hmm. I thought I was doing pretty good. And so I waited two days and I took the test and I got a 58%. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> At a 60, right? <laughs> yeah. 58%. I mean, I, I just really bombed the test. So um, I, I had a client that I wanted to talk to about expanding my, my drone capability with investigation. So um, I scheduled to take the test near the client um, and I figured out how much it was going to cost. I figured out the flight, the, the test, the, the, place to stay to rent a car and it came out to $2,800 and I wrote $2,800 on the sticky. I put it on my, um, my monitor. And I said, if I don't pass the test, I just do away $2,800. Yeah. yeah. Took the test and passed. Now I teach a te- test prep class because, um, I teach it in a format to help people really get the information 
um, help them retain it, help them understand how to pass multiple choice. Um, uh, it's a lot easier in the format that I that I teach the class, a lot easier to absorb the information. Right. And because of that, I've been working with law enforcement agencies to to help them not only get their officers trained and to to pass the test, but also trained to how to use drones um, effectively uh, for for all things law enforcement. Right. Um, but that I also use it for criminal defense to look over crime scenes. I was able to uh, on a criminal defense case, a guy was. Uh, in jail for attempted murder. And I was able to show that the officer, it was impossible for him to see the uh, CD event where he was standing that he claimed to have um, uh, observed yeah. the attempted murder. It was just impossible. So um, not to pat myself on the back, it's the drone. Um, right. I couldn't do it without that, without that technology. And I will be um, doing another presentation and I, kind of spruced it up since since we since we uh met in um uh Myrtle Beach. Right. Uh, you will enjoy this one in Orlando. I, I I spruced this up and and got a lot more content for for everybody. Make it fun, you know. Yeah. No, you're yeah. you're a great presenter, man. You definitely are interactive with people. Uh that yeah. that was one of the things that I uh I appreciated. Like when you sometimes when you sit down in front of these um uh, people, you know, and you, and you, you, you do these presentations and stuff like it can, if it's not prepared properly, it can, it can, no pun intended, thrown on, <laughs> you know, that, right, right, that you right. just like, Oh God, you know, like, when is this going to be over? But I've always approached, like when I go to professional association, whether it be, um, you know, Intelnet, you know, WAD, you know, um, NALI, things like that. Like, these are the best of the best that you're talking to. Like, I'm not really teaching anybody how to do anything per se. Maybe I'm freshening some things up, giving my point of view. But I think the best thing to do is interaction, right? right. Because there's definitely somebody in the crowd that can talk about what you're talking about and give their own insight. And it just, it's better for everybody. It makes it more interesting. People pay attention and you get a better presentation, out of it. Um, I always, always try and do it. And, you know, it, it helps you get through the material. Like when someone says, can you talk two hours on ethics? You know, it's like, mm. <laughs> like I've had that, right. you know, to yeah. me, it's like interaction, right? That's the best way to, uh, to get things going. And, and you did that when we were down there. Uh, I know, right. I, I know because I was raising my hand a lot. And talking. Right. Um, well, I, I got it. I got another one that's going to, um, uh, without giving away the, uh, the interaction, but it's going to age people. It's going to let you know how old people are without them actually saying their name. Right. And it's going to get people energized and it's going to get them thinking differently about how they view things. Right. Um, not everybody all the time, you know, if there are three people standing at an intersection and there's an accident that happened in front of them and you separate all three people and you ask them what happened, you're going to get three versions of the exact same story. Oh, 100%. Yep. Yep. Right. So, so the, um, the drone presentation, um, I'm going to show you a fourth uh, version of the story with the drone. So it's going to be really cool. I'm looking forward to it. That's awesome. So um, obviously, uh, people are probably saying, well, well where's this presentation being done? <laughs> we haven't talked about that. So there's a conference coming up for Intelnet in March. So uh, tell me a little bit about that because you're on the committee. Right, right, right. So I'm on the board with uh, Intelnet. 
Um, it's an international network of private investigators and um, security folks. Uh, it really, really is the best of the best. It's not nationwide, it's worldwide. We have folks that come every year, we come from as far as uh, Japan, China, Egypt, Italy, France, uh, Canada. UK, I know, and Canada, right? So Remy uh, <laughs> right, right. is from Canada. I know Michael Accord from England is coming. I mean, if you're into yeah. like networking with with people around the world, this is definitely a, a great opportunity to to meet people and break bread and and learn with them. And this is this is um, this is also something. It's for it's for internet members and non-members. I would encourage people who aren't a member to come out not only for the for the camaraderie, the fellowship, and and the possible connections, but um, it's it's a really good opportunity to learn some things about specialties that you don't know. Um, there was a time when um, I had a case and I needed a specialist um, and I saw somebody give a presentation. And because of that, I was able to reach out, talk to that person, get them to help me and get them to help me on some things moving forward. Um, it's just invaluable to have these contacts. And um, I don't want to sound cliche-ish, but uh, I really do believe it's like family. So if I pick up the phone and I call somebody IntelNet, um, they don't have to know me personally, but just because I say I'm from IntelNet, they feel like I'm vetted, they feel like I'm professional, they feel like I'm somebody that can they could work with and assist without, you know, without reservation. Yeah. And and that that's real, right? Because uh, at the end of the day, you know, we're all running businesses, right? And we want our clients to be taken care of and and to look good in front of them. And all that. So having like a trusted network uh, of people around the globe uh, is a game changer. And, uh, you know, I've had to use it from time to time. And I think you're you're right about that, where <clears throat> when somebody contacts an IntelNet member, like, you know, the the vetting process they had to go through to become a member because you went through it yourself. <laughs> right. And it's not like pay your money and hey, welcome aboard. No, you got to be checked out, man. They do a little bit of due diligence. They actually call your references. Right. <laughs> you know? right. And then you get the, you know, group wide, hey, this person's applying. You know, if anybody knows of any you know reason or had some misdealings with this particular person, doesn't mean you can't get in, but you need to contact the 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 board and let them know and then have a discussion. And very rarely do you see something like that happen. But, you know, they ask anyways. They, they always throw it out. Right. Well, you know, it may happen more than you know because <laughs> okay. the person didn't make it onto the didn't make it into the group, and right. you would have never known that they even they even applied. Right. right. So, how many people were talking smack about me? <laughs> Spare guy's a hack. Everybody likes you, dude. No. Really, <laughs> man. Besides, besides the fact that, um, not to toot your horn because I'm on your program, right? Yeah. But this. Internet is all about. It's giving people an opportunity to network and to build to build their business or to build their brand. This is a true story. Yeah. The year before COVID, what are we talking about? 2019? 19, yeah. Yeah. At the at the when I was doing my taxes, um uh I was looking through my Excel spreadsheet and I could look to see um my money generated by by client, right? And so 
I saw you know kept seeing like uh, the the client or the contact name dash internet dash internet and when I added it up in 2019 85% maybe 80% 80 to 85% of all the money I generated had an internet connection on it oh wow that's a that's true now I I did a lot of other work outside of internet but the big paying jobs so you know we we want to talk you know dollars and cents i made more money from internet than i did from jobs that took more time but the, i made more income from internet than anything else in 2019 and we're not talking about like 55% we're talking like 80 85% that's significant yeah that's significant and and you know like potentially if you didn't have that relationship with the folks at internet that may have been work that you just turned away oh i can't do this i don't i don't know how to do it right um, or or they just would have never reached out to me at all right right so i had opportunities oh, right. Right. so you but, have you have other people reaching into you yeah, yeah exactly exactly yeah. so one hand washes the other um yeah and you know it, just having that the ability to look like you have coverage everywhere uh, from a marketing uh right. marketing point of view i mean it's a it's a game changer yeah uh-huh. it, it, like i find that in new york like sometimes the the clients that i'm i'm dealing with you know they come they come back to me like you know i've been doing this for a long time in new york right all right pushing 20 years and clients come and go you know sometimes you have somebody for a long time and then they they leave you for whatever reason but you know sometimes they come back and you know when you, when they come back you're like okay well well you know why'd you leave Oh, well, you know, I had so-and-so come in and and they were cheaper than you. You know, they they told me they could, you know, you know, do it for cheaper and I just wanted to get done. I said, okay, well, obviously you're back. So they didn't work out. <laughs> you know, they couldn't do the job. So it's like, you don't have those connections that the, they didn't have the connections that I have, you know, like they weren't able to basically get the job done, you know? So, you know, it's almost like you have that prestige. Um, you have the ability to charge more what you do because you become an expert at, at, at it. So like, I'm never afraid when a client leaves, cause I know like it either wasn't meant to be or, or they're going to come or they'll be back. And I'm telling you, Eric, it happens all the time. You know, it's just like, Hey, we tried something different and it didn't work out. Hey, somebody, they, they did the old uh, bait and switch and they started them at a low rate. And then when they had all these surcharges, it ended up being like equal or, or even more than what more. I was charging, <laughs> you know? And they're like, but you and your team, like you guys do it properly. And this guy, they're charging me the same thing and they're messing everything up, you know? So, right. you know, it's, uh, it's crazy like that, but what Intelnet and uh, you know, WAD and, and NALI and CIS says like, these are all associations I'm a part of. Because uh, it really does add to your network, and 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 each one of those associations has an important function, um, and, and it's important to consider, you know, if you can, memberships to to all of them. I know I I'm members of all of them, but it really yeah, does make a difference. Um, and the, the networking alone, the relationships are are uh, are great. I mean, I've gone to other association events and basically networked with people that were Intelnet members and they become like very good friends of mine, even though it wasn't actually an, an Intelnet uh, event, but uh, you know, like, I'll give you an example. I was in, in WID, you know, I was hanging out with uh, Remy and Kristen the whole time, you know, and, okay. like we're buddies now. And like, I'm, I'm going up to Montreal to go hang out with him when the weather gets better. <laughs> so, right, right. Um, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to that. So you build, hey, you build, friends hey, let me- I might tag along on that trip to Montreal. You let yeah. me know. 
I'll let you know. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, those those folks are great. I'm both of them. I mean, just really, really great people. And uh, so Intelnet also 40 year anniversary. So yes. uh, there's something going on 4440. Uh, I know Remy's putting out some silly videos, but tell me a, a little bit about that and what, what that is. Okay, so um, we want to make this conference the the best conference um, because 40 40 years is a it's a milestone. It's it's a big deal. Definitely. Um, and we plan on having a big attendance. And one thing that Intelnet does every year, if you look at conferences and conference calls, um, some places um, you choose because. The, uh, the venues, you can get a good price on the venue or uh, you get a good deal on the food or the entertainment. Um, but we always try to keep the the cost down. Mm-hmm. And, but we want to have more things because it's the 40th. And we were scratching our head in the board meeting and said, you know, what can we do? And I said, 40 for 40. And Remy well, what do you mean 40 for 40? I said, let's add, let's ask everybody to give $40 for 40 years of Intelnet. That's $1 a year. Remy said, oh man, that's a great idea. I said, Remy, don't, let's not make this uh, Eric idea. Let's just make an Intelnet idea. Right. He says, oh, we got to find a way to remote this. He says, I love it. 40 for 40. So Remy made some videos and, 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 um, I'm making. I'm gonna make a, a video and gonna gonna put it out, <laughs> kind of like a. You heard it like, here first, people. <laughs> yeah, like, like a model to Remy because on yeah. on a video Remy made, he said, uh, he, and he didn't let me know first, which is fine. He yeah. said, uh, if anybody sends in their forty dollars in the next ten minutes, you get a challenge, and that means you can ask Eric Devan to do anything at the yeah. conference. Exactly. And and I'm like, what the heck? I'm watching the video for the first time. And I said, I started scratching my head thinking, what won't I do? Like if somebody, exactly. <laughs> like, okay, I'll, there's a lot I will do, but um, my video is going to be the things I won't do. Like I won't dress like a woman. I'm a horrible yeah. looker. <laughs> okay. Thanks. You know, I won't, I won't walk on hot coals, you know, um, <laughs> You know, I won't do a dump tank. So, so that no, that, no streaking in Disney World. <laughs> you know, Disney. you might get a streak at Disney World, <laughs> but uh, but most of the other stuff, you know, most of it, because I can imagine if somebody said to me, "Hey, uh, you know, you could dare Matt to do something in Orlando. What are you going to dare me to do?" I, I would think of all kinds of, you know, crazy stuff for you to do. You know, so I'm gonna have to put some limits on. Like, okay, you you did your forty for forty. That's great, but um, I'm gonna have to put some limits on the things I'm willing to do. Yeah, no, that's great. That's uh, yeah, you you got to set boundaries, man. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Nobody's right. getting arrested. <laughs> so, isn't Intelnet's gonna spend all the money they make on your bail? <laughs> no, but you know, I think that's another thing that's going to make this conference really, really fun. Yeah, it's yeah. just gonna conference fun because um um we always have an uh, interactive night um one night we had a uh a murder mystery party in um in uh, uh charlotte and everybody dressed up like 
1950 gangsters and Don Hubbard had the, the black suit on, the black shirt, the white tie, and it had. And I was like, God, what did you have that in your closet? Like, <laughs> did you get that outfit? And so when everybody dressed up and everybody came in, um, uh, I didn't even know what the script was. I didn't even know who was in who was involved. But when I saw Michelle Stewart, I was like, I don't know what this is about, but she did it. Yeah. And sure enough, I mean, I was just just being goofy. But as we went through the program, it it worked out that Michelle was the was the was the killer, yeah. you know. So it was a lot of fun. But I mean, I stood up and said, "I don't know anything. You don't have to say any script. If Michelle's in it, she did it. She did it exactly. It's your spidey and, sense. <laughs> and she really did. So, so it's just cool, you know. I I know I'm name dropping and talking about people, but that's because, you know, I went to my first conference in. 1996 and and true story i um in 96 this was in uh orcas island off the coast of seattle and i was sitting beside um harriet gold and and i didn't remember this but she she came with her two-year-old daughter and uh her daughter would cry and i would hold her daughter and i would shake her and sing to her and stuff like that she would stop crying and maybe two years or three years ago i met her daughter for the second time since 1996 and she yeah. said this guy i was telling you about that would you know keep you from crying and singing and i'm like i i didn't remember but yeah. you know nice to meet you but you know from 96 to now i mean she's she's wow. not not a baby anymore and, no, and not a baby at all That's no amazing. it's just cool lots of lots of cool stories like that um and, and i've been doing tons of work with harry since then and yeah. with a lot of folks so yeah, harry's great she's uh awesome. uh-huh I, I got stuck in atlanta uh last year and and she put me up for the night with her husband it was uh it was cool yeah harry's good people let see that that's that's what intel that's about i was gonna say you know stuck in atlanta is an oxymoron if you know yeah Harry. no kidding yeah no kidding so so yeah and i told her i was like hey i'm i'm stuck like let's have dinner She's like, where are you staying? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to stay at some hotel by the airport. She goes, no, no, no. You can stay by my house. Like, I'm, right, all right, all right. And I was like, no. And then, you know, Harriet was Harriet, where you can't say no to Harriet. And next thing you know, right. you know so yeah. it, it is what it is. Um, hey, so we're going to take a quick break right here uh, just for a couple of commercials. And when we come back, I want to go back to drones. Okay, um, awesome. Yeah, we, got, we got the Intelnet business out of the way. Um, but I want to uh, just end around and go back into that and uh, i know there's plenty of folks out there that you know are like "Ooh, i could do that or i'm interested in that i want to know more about that so i, I want to cover uh, a little more of that so everybody sit tight and we will be right back awesome check out the pi institute of education at piinstitute.com since 1989 kelly riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance nursing home investigations insurance fraud domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigatorstoolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. Are you an investigative professional with an international problem you can't solve? Conflict International has the knowledge and relationships to jump in for you. We compensate investigators for referring cases to our office. 
Contact us today for details. Conflict International uses insight, intelligence, investigation, risk management, and strategic solutions to solve problems troubling individuals and companies of all kinds, anywhere around the world. Whether you're planning to hire a person to a position of trust, carry out due diligence on a company, trace hidden assets, or require skilled boots on the ground, Conflict International investigators can seamlessly pursue a case across borders, offering a truly global solution. Find out about our extensive range of services at conflictinternational.com. Conflict International. Global reach. International knowledge. Looking for an insurance agent that puts you first? Every PI business is different. That's why OREP Insurance can shop multiple markets to ensure you get the best coverage to meet your unique business needs. OREP's model is business by the golden rule, and for over 20 years, they've built their business by putting their clients first. So come enjoy a fast online application and same-day certificates of insurance at OREP.org. OREP has coverage for armed investigators, executive protection, and even has a separate policy for security firms. The application takes less than five minutes, so visit OREP.org today. OREP.org. You guys have been hearing uh, for a long time about how much I love Cross Tracks, but now you're going to hear from somebody else. So we got George Gerges here. George is a member and a user of Cross Tracks. George, tell me real quickly what you love about Cross Tracks. The simplicity of using it and the ability to customize everything that you could do with Cross Tracks is awesome. It actually allowed me to take the way that I do my business and implement it into their system. And not only am I able to manage 10 or 15 cases, I'm able to manage 50 to 100 cases with the same effort. Fantastic. So Crosstracks, um, the case management system, they are SOC 2 certified. Basically, that's an encryption, really an upgrade. They're the only ones out there that are doing it. So please support this great sponsor that supports our show. Uh, check them out. The links are in the show notes. Crosstracks, if you're an investigator, you should be using them today. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Spare, your host. Uh, today, we're here with uh, private investigator Eric Devin. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we got all that uh, Intelnet business out of the way. And uh, the real reason I wanted to have you on today is to to talk about drones. And um, okay. uh, But before we do that, go sign up for that conference and go. I'll be there. If you want to Please. come to Yeah. I, I got my, my sponsorship table. I'll be there. That's um, right. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a great uh, great event to be a part of. But uh, so before um, yeah before we we took the break, I, I said I wanted to get back into drones and 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 talk about doing that. Um, I think the idea of uh, using drones as an investigator is great, but sometimes it's not practical. Uh, like in New York, it's in in the city especially, it, it's it, you can't do it. There's just uh, you know air um, regulations that that don't allow it. Um, but, you know, folks like you that are in the Carolinas, like, you know, there, there's there's the ability to do it. So, like, what was your idea when you were first getting into this? How did you see it as as a revenue stream for you and and what to use it for? And, um, you know, how would you recommend people get started on this stuff? Um, Well, it's it's another Intel Net story mm-hmm. that when I first was introduced to drones, it was at a Vegas maybe in a at a Intel Net conference in Vegas, maybe eight years ago. Mm. And the fellow was, um, I don't remember who it was, but he was talking about drones. And I was sitting beside a, a 
a member, Chris from Pittsburgh. He's a good friend of mine. And I nudged him. I said, Chris, isn't this cool? I said, look at this, this presentation on drones, man. Isn't that cool? And Chris leans back over to me. He says, I got one. I'm like, what? He says, yeah, I got a drone. I said, Chris, you can't have something that I don't have, right? <laughs> he says, you got to get you a drone. So I looked into it. I asked him what kind he had. And I got the model above his, right? So I called Chris and said, Chris, I got a drone now, man. I said, I'm ready to, I'm ready to do some things. So the first time I took it out, I flew my drone into my neighbor's tree and um, uh, it started to fall out of the tree and I slid across the grass and I caught it before it hit the ground. I cut up my fingers a little bit on the propellers and I said, well, I need to learn how to really fly this thing. So I went to a um, a baseball field that had a park behind it. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't worried about hitting trees or hitting anything. And uh, um, the drone flies um, 35 miles an hour. And 35 miles an hour in the air, as opposed to on the ground, looks a lot faster, right? right. <laughs> so um, you're covering a lot more space, a lot, a lot more ground, so to speak. So, you know, I was practicing flying fast and flying slow and, you know, how high to to get the drone where I could still see a tag and all this kind of thing. So every day I just went out and I just practiced. Man, you don't have to worry about gas because, you know, um, you just plug it in, you charge it up. And you got to make sure you keep it charged. Just silly things that you learn. And and then I made like a um, a checklist of things to do, you know, to, uh, to well, keep a, it. That, yeah, that's a good way to approach things, having a checklist, making sure you don't forget to do anything. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You just you just want to make sure like the last it, it's like working a surveillance and calling your client to say I lost them because I ran out of gas. Right. Like, first of all, you would never call your client and tell them <laughs> gas, but. You know, you don't want your your drone battery to, you know, be at 20 percent and then you can't get the pictures or images. I mean, but I have backup batteries now. You know, at first, um, I think the first drone I had, it came with one battery, maybe two. And then I had to get another one just for backup because you get about 25 to 33 minutes of flight time. Right. And I tell everybody. Um, if you're using it for investigation, because you can't use it for surveillance, like you can't right. fly around mice head to use it, you know, to for surveillance. But if if you get beyond 30 minutes, you know, it's kind of like if you're in a gunfight, if you use all the bullets in your clip, the problem is not your aim. You got a bigger problem than having to reload, right? Because if you couldn't stop, if you couldn't stop something after firing nine times. The problem is not your aim. <laughs> exactly. So, <In> words. <laughs> yeah, right. So, <laughs> so if you need more than 30 minutes, then the problem is not, it, you know, it's not the drone. It's not the operator, but you have to be prepared. So you got to be prepared with, you know, extra batteries. Um, you have to know your drone's capability. Yeah, what, weather um, patterns, you know, you got to, I guess, make sure that it's not too windy or, or raining, you know, anything. Well, so glad you said that because um so from that first drone which i love it's like it's like your first car right and i love it and it doesn't behave the way my my new drone does and um the uh the 
they both had a stabilizer, but if it's windy, the um the drone will constantly put itself back into the place where it's supposed to be. Right. So it may top a little bit, but until you move it, like if you were hovering a helicopter, you know, even if it's windy, it'll kind of kind of teeter a little bit, but it'll go back to the place we're supposed to. Uh, my new drone um, has anti-collision. So it will fly to something and it will stop. And if you try to force it to go forward, it will go up, go above that thing and keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has uh, anti-collision going forward. It has anti-collision going backwards. It has anti-collision going down. So you, no matter how fast you try to land it, once it gets about about six feet from the ground, it's just going to slow down, and then it's going to stop at about three feet. And no matter how fast you try to land it, it's just going to gently land to the ground. Wow. No more uh, cut fingers. That's great. Yeah, no more cut fingers. <laughs> but it doesn't have any collision on the side. Okay. You can fly side to side, but there's no anti-collision. So okay. um, one of the things you could do as a as an out of habit is if you have to go to the left, turn the drone and face it left and then fly forward. I mean, you can fly sideways, but you don't have any collision sideways. But again, that's something that you learn from, you know, with it. And well, you um, know, what's crazy is my, my kids actually, they take classes to full flying drones, like every Saturday morning. And uh we, we have, we have a drone. Like when, when I first, my first, uh, uh, getting into this, right. I was like, Oh, it'd be kind of cool to, to use it work i'm gonna buy a birthday present <laughs> for my son <laughs> who i think was seven at the time right or six so i yeah. bought him you know I, I bought this thing and you know we used it and all that and it was an older version it really wasn't great and like we used mm-hmm. it and then it just the battery stopped charging and then just never replaced it right so then like he starts taking these classes and he's using their drones and all that. And he's getting really good at this stuff. And not only do they do drones, like they do drone racing too, where they wear right. the VR uh, goggles and they're like doing their, right. their their whole thing. And he's like, kid's an expert, right? He's right. 11, right? And right. You know, like this past year, or I think it was last year, I went and I bought him a really good one, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he loves it. He's really good at it. And we had, we had a situation in my house uh, where, um, it was a Saturday. We we're hanging out. I think I was playing, I was playing Battleship with one of the kids, and all of a sudden I hear this like sc- scratching noise. What is that? You know, it's weird. My wife's like, "Do you hear that?" I was like, "Yeah, it's weird." And then uh, all of a sudden, this bird comes down into our um our wood wood burning stove. Thankfully, the stove was not on. Right, okay. I got this bird in my house. I'm like, "How the heck did this happen?" Right, so. And th- I opened the door to, to, to get trying to get the bird to fly out. And it was a whole thing. Finally, I got this stupid thing out of my house. Right. But I was like, okay, I want to see what happened. How did this bird get in? And I go to my son. I'm like, Hey, go get your drone and fly it up and let's see what's going on on the roof. And he flew it up and we took a look and, and it sure enough, uh, part of the chimney, uh, the, that oh. the grade and all that had, had shifted and the bird was able to find their, their way in. So it was really cool. We were able to, to, uh, find the solution to the, uh, to the issue. And the bird did not die. It got away, which is, which was good. Hey, I got a, I got something else for you, son. You could tell them that this is uncle Eric's idea to try there. <laughs> um, a drone soccer league. So, okay. right. uh, drones are in, uh, these, um, these spears and, uh, they're in a netted cage. I got asked to be 
like a trainer or a coach. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I mean, I know about drones. So the drone is in something that looks like a ball and is in this uh, netted, netted cage or field. And there's a hole on one side and a hole on the other side. And the idea is to get all your drones in the hole on, right. on the other teams. And they do the same thing. Okay. And what you do is you got to block their spear. You got to hit their ball with the drone inside and knock them out the way. So got to be some strategy about it. Like okay. if you try to go attack and get all of your drones in, they may get theirs in first. So somebody has to play defense and, and knock the balls away, but still at the same time, get everybody, you know, in on the other side. So there's actually a drone soccer league. So awesome. Where's Massey? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's, he's like amazing at that game too. <laughs> Right, right, right. Like play defense and offense at the same time with a drone. Everybody said, you know, I I, I was watching the, the balls inside the um the netted area. I was looking in the video. And then I saw the kids outside with the goggles on and the yeah. and the you know the controllers. And I was like, they look really intense. They had <laughs> uniforms, you know, for their different teams. I said, wow, they look really intense. But I mean, I, I think it's fun and and, and any any time you can get kids interested in drones at this age, I think it's cool because there's a lot of jobs and you know outside of investigation, of course, but there's just a lot of ways to monetize flying. It's, it's yeah. not for everybody, but it's a lot of ways to monetize it. Yeah, all all you and I had were was kickball and trip fights running around <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like that's it right right <laughs> these kids have all these goggles and cool technology now. Yeah, we have. Um, yeah, and it's amazing and to see these kids. Like they're really into it. They know their stuff and they, they can problem solve it and all that. I want to go back to something you had mentioned earlier, and I think which is which is a good point. Uh using drones as surveillance. Uh, obviously, that's not a permissible purpose uh for, for doing that. And we want to be very clear about that. And you, you want to make sure you understand the, the rules and the laws of each state. Like I had mentioned, New York is a no-go um in the city anyways um you know just due to the the high um skyscrapers the air rights uh the the air traffic for uh right. and things like that it's just you, you're not allowed to do it no matter what faa license you have you can't do it right um so every every state is is different so um talk a little bit about that you know uh, you know making sure people understand you know what they can do and can't do yeah so um it's very clear in the um, FAA training and guidelines uh, what the regulations are. And so the short version is you have to share space. You have to share airspace with airplanes. And um, there are people on or airplanes, even if it's just, you know, one person, and you don't want to risk somebody's life because you're flying a drone. So... There's rules about height and how high you could fly a drone. There's rules about flying within three miles of airplane airspace. And it's regulated by the FAA. So when you go and you buy your drone and you register your drone, um, you register with the FAA, uh, pretty much when you take off, they know that you took oh, off. Yeah. You have a serial number and everything. Yep. Yeah. They'll know if you're in, you know, certain airspace, um, and so, you know, my drone, if I'm in uh, if I'm in airspace and I don't know it, I, I could be three miles within the airport and um, my drone won't launch. 
I, I one time I literally was in front of my house just, you know, <laughs> I wanted to take some pictures of my um of my roof. And um I wanted to take off my drone when take off. And I was like, you know, I'm not near an airport. I don't know what the problem is. And then um I looked down on my screen and it said that um airplane approaching. I'm like, airplane approaching? What are you talking about? There's no I'm not by airport. I'm not by and just as I said that, I looked up an airplane and went past my house. Uh, and it was flying low. It wasn't that it was flying low or anything like that. It flew by. And then a second later, you know, um, boop, boop, boop. It was okay to fly. Uh, so um, so there are there are some, you know, there are some restrictions. But when you um when you study for the for the uh, FAA exam, um really you're being forced to learn the rules to fly. It's not just to pass the test and, you know, you know, it's true, uh, multiple choice rather, you know, it, that that's not it. It's, we want you to learn the rules. And, and another way I, um, I think about it is if you're riding a bike in the street, if the light is red, you can't just blow through a red light at a busy industry. Tell those people in New York for crying out loud. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> Well, supposedly, you're supposed to follow the same Allegedly. Rules. Yeah, allegedly. You're supposed to follow the same rules as motor vehicles because you are sharing the street, right? So whether you're in a motorcycle, a scooter, a car, whatever you're in, you have to follow. Because everybody's expecting, except some big cities, they're kind of expecting when you get to that intersection and the light is red, that you aren't going to go through the intersection for the safety of you and the safety of other people. And the same thing with drones. So there's a lot of things that that deal with the, the regulations or the regulations deal with a lot of things to make it safe for everybody. And if everybody follows the rules, you shouldn't have, you know, accidents or crashing into trees and some of those other things. Right. That's, that, that's good to know. So, Okay, so how what what can the investigator use a drone for? What, what typically, um, you know, would you say is is the big easy easy to do job that we're not thinking about that uh, that you can make a living on? I'm glad you asked. So, uh, and it depends on the category. So let's talk about surveillance. Now we're not talking about using it for surveillance, but let's say like you're in the your target lives at the end of the cold uh, end of a cul-de-sac and there's there's cameras at the end of the block i know it, it, in my subdivision um there are cameras here at, at so anybody comes on my circle you know they're going to get picked up coming in and going out right well the are on street poles right well obviously the drone is flying above that so if you want to see if my car is in the driveway, if I'm home, if you want to get my tag, if you want to know um, if I have a dog, if you want to know if the neighbors have a dog, if the dog is going to bark, um, if you want to know if the lights are on the first thing in the morning, if the person's coming out. So you like just... pre-surveillance work, essentially. Ex exactly. Okay. So I, I had a case for somebody with IntelNet that this person lived in this really nice subdivision and, and it was a gated community. So I went to the community over and, and I flew my drone back um, in the airspace above the house. And I said, um, it was a young lady who was, who potentially was visiting with her mother and they need to serve her some papers. And I was able to say, yes, she's there because 
you know, I could see her vehicle and I was able to show her vehicle outside the um, garage. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to have somebody sitting there, you know, waiting to determine if, because you would never be able to get to the house or the back of the house. Um, so what do you do? How do you know if the person is actually there? I mean, you know, the client says they believe that she's there. Right. But I was able to, with the drone, show that that, that she was there. Yeah. Get her served. All right. So basically it, it, using it as a tool to, to gather information for the, the actual job that you're, you're going to yeah. do, you know, my, my first thoughts also are, you know, reconstruction, accident reconstruction, yeah. you know, taking a, an aerial view of the, um, of the accident site uh, to see all the uh, factors you had mentioned, uh, you know, criminal cases earlier where, you know, somebody had an obstructed view um, and you could see that by having the, the layout. Yeah. You could do Google images to an extent, that overhead, but it's not the same, you know, and, no. and, you know, thinking that, you know, you want a jury to look at this, you know, having a, the drone footage is more impactful than just having, you know, yeah. image from wherever or whenever. So if you, if you use a Google image, um, it's going to give you an image that um, it's going to give you that one image. Right. And you don't know how old that image is. could be from five years, six years prior and, and things can change. The one case that I was talking about, it was a gas station, and the gas station actually changed hands. It went from uh, a El Cheapo to a CK Mart, so it was a different gas station. So like, I, they have a gas station called El Cheapo where you live. Yes, <laughs> and, the, and the gas, the gas is El Cheapo there. That's <laughs> fantastic. Who's, who's that so, marketing genius? <laughs> so, so at El Cheapo, um, uh, they're open all night. And they have a lot of uh, they have a lot of foot traffic, right? So if you take a um, if you take a satellite image, you know that satellite image could be from, gosh, I don't you know I can't imagine how high up it is, but you know I'm taking images from 200 feet off the ground as opposed to 2,000 feet, you know, so I can focus in on some things, and then I can say I can focus in on the area where the um, where the uh, defendant was standing, I could take a picture of that. I could take a picture where the officer was standing, yeah. where witness was standing. Uh, I could take a, a, a general photo um, where you might try to, with your camera, try to take a panoramic photo. Well, it's not panoramic from the air. It's just, you know, it's just a photo where you can see the entire area. So, um, you well, know, even, pro even progression shots, right? Intersection progression. You can yeah. do progression of both vehicles. You can, you know, set it up for your drone to be stationary and record lighting, light sequences. Um, you can definitely package things together and make it work for sure. And right. it, 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 it just it looks professional. It looks neat. Uh, you're going to, you're going to keep that juror's attention. Um, it, you know, it, it just, it's, it's a great revenue stream if you can do it for sure. Yeah. And it, it takes, it takes some practice, but it, it's not arduous. Um, you know, when you talked about um, you and your son having a drone, it really is fun. I mean, you take a drone out and flying. I mean, it's not not paper airplanes anymore. You know, it's a little bit yeah. a little bit more technical to it, which actually makes it more fun. But um, you could take a video and you could take photos and it has a couple other cool features so um, one, one of the features that my son's um drone has is that you can set it to follow you right so it, it goes up there and it, like sees who you are reads them or whatever and as you start walking this thing's like doo, 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 just following you right. through and it's right. 
Right. So it, it should have, well, my has three, your son probably has the same thing. It should have three follow me features. So on follow me, I can have it follow to the right of you. So as you walk, it's going to follow to the right. And if you stop, the drone will stop. Yeah. And then it has um, it has a follow me feature where to follow behind somebody. Same thing as they walk, it will stop. But the coolest one is follow me orbit. So as you walk, it will orbit around you and you're moving forward, but it's moving forward. We're making music it, videos now. It, it, <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and so could you imagine if you weren't sure if somebody had a gun and um, if it's a active shooter case and somebody comes running out of a mall and the drone is following around so you can see their face, you can see their hands, you can see what's behind them. And you say, okay, um, that person is safe. Let's, you know, let's bring them over to law enforcement. And then you can go track some other people. So, um, you know, you can see uh, all around the person and all around the area. <clears throat> and if they stop um, with the orbit, if they stop, it will continue to orbit around them. And yeah. as they move, it will move with them in orbit. So, yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. I mean, even on, on the security side, that's a whole nother episode of what people use drones for you right know, uh you know monitoring and, and and guarding potential locations um you know as threat assessments and things like that which is right which is pretty neat um yeah so eric we're gonna we're gonna wind down here um this was great thank you so much for coming on and man having me yeah it's always a, a a pleasure chatting with you man um i'm gonna see you uh i guess in in a couple of weeks uh six or seven weeks i guess um we're going we're going to be down at um uh down in orlando um if you have if you have a challenge uh, uh check out the video this is <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh, oh I, I won't eat raw fish oh um oh sushi uh, Oh yeah, well yeah, I can't, I can't eat you into it, <laughs> and, and I can't eat anything that's still moving. Um, so just like like some kind of worms, or some other kind of insects, but um, I got a feeling that I'm going to be really busy. Besides the presentation, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. He said something about getting coffee or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he said he was going to dress like a waiter and get coffee. So. I, I, my suggestion was that me, Remy, and Jeff do um rap pet songs that he could be Dean Martin and I'll be um uh uh Sammy Davis nice could be Frank Sinatra and we'll just do rap pack songs you know we'll do rap pack karaoke he says no we gotta do other fun stuff no, I think you gotta it's it's Florida's Disney you gotta do something Disney related <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, I can't now now that you mention it I I can't you know what somebody's gonna make me put on like a goofy outfit you're and, gonna have to and, wear the mickey mouse ears for the whole conference or something someone's gonna do something silly like that <laughs> man. well you know what if, if it could get more people to come to Intelnet, join yeah. into that and contribute to the 40 for 40 is worth it i'll do it definitely so it's march 27th through the 30th down in orlando um you can uh we'll have the the link in the show notes uh to Intelnet and how you can register you do That's not it. have to be an Intelnet member to attend if you're on the fence, whether or not you want to join, uh, I definitely encourage you to to come and check it out. I will tell you, however, there is a membership requirement for you being in business or having work experience for a certain amount of years. I believe it's 10 years, right? Is is that correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's you know, one of the things 
that Intelna does to make sure that, uh, you know, the people you're referring work, uh, you're working with know what they're doing. Uh, but, you know, you're still welcome to come and hang out uh, if you don't have that uh, um, experience um, and learn from from all the folks that do. Um, again, the networking alone, the dinners, the hangouts. Uh, we had some epic hangouts in Vegas last year. I mean, really, oh, yeah. uh, really good times. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about going to speakeasies to see some live music and, <laughs> and you know, right, walk right. in the streets, cigar bars, you name it, whatever, just hanging out. And right. uh, I, we actually bumped into the chief of police at Louisville, who was at some FBI conference and he, <laughs> and he was hanging with us the whole time. And actually I became friendly with the guy and, and we, we hung out and, and, and talked a few times, which is pretty neat. Hey, that, that same conference, funny story, now for here, but when we get to Orlando, remind me to tell you about how I got in a fight with Tommy Hearns in Las Vegas at the conference. Okay. So folks, there's the teaser right there. If you want to know <laughs> that story, you need to come to that conference. True story. <laughs> And Fight Eric will get on mic in front of everybody and tell the story. <laughs> That's my 40 for 40. That's right. So, uh, all right, man. Uh, if folks do want to get a hold of you, if they have any questions about the drones and all that, how would uh, somebody find you? Yeah. Um, Eric at the Van Associates. Actually, uh, try Eric at dronepilotcarolina.com. That's Eric yeah. at dronepilotcarolina.com. Super okay. easy. And do not uh, send it to Ask Eileen. Apparently, some guy in South Korea owns that. <laughs> That's <laughs> <man now. laughs> so, right. Um, Eric, thank you so much, man. It was great. And uh, we'll catch everybody uh, next week on the next episode. Take care. All right. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope you learned about drones and how to implement them. Please also consider going to the IntelliNet conference. Don't forget about investigatorstoolbox.com. You can also type in version 2.0, 25% to save 50 bucks. We want to thank Crosstracks, Conflict International, PI Institute of Education, and OREP for sponsoring the show. So please support our great supporters. If you have a question or a comment about the show, email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We want your feedback to bring you the best shows possible, and we'll be back next week with a brand new show. So make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.